Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6. Good evening and thanks for joining us. Chris is off tonight. We begin with breaking news of an unfolding police situation in Kamloops. Julia Foy joins us with the details from the newsroom. And Julia, this has been going on all day. Uh, police have been calling it a high risk operation. That's right, Sophie. Now, police and emergency services were first called to the area of the G&W trailer park off Shishwap Road this morning after witnesses say they heard gunshots. Now, Highway 5 is currently shut down in both directions at Mount Paul Way and Valley View Exchange. There's a f***ing shootout now, this Snapchat video shows a green pickup truck speeding down a road on the Tequila Preserve with a number of police vehicles not far behind. Now, police were asking residents of the trailer park to stay inside today and lock their doors and windows. Now, students at the Skelep School on Kamloops Indian Band Reserve were also kept inside until the school day was over. Then they were bussed out to meet their parents or taken directly home. A nearby construction worker describes a shootout that had him ducking for cover. The guy gets out, starts shooting at the cops. Then the cops stop and then they get out and they, he pulled out an AR and just started shooting across the intersection right, right into everybody that's around here. Oh, I was totally panicked. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know. I, as soon as I seen the cop pull out his gun, I heard and started hearing things. I knew exactly that it was gunshots and gun, bullets were flying and I wanted to have nothing to do with that. Didn't want to get shot at work today, so I got down. All right, so they called it a high-risk operation, Julia, but are police shedding any light on what's actually going on in Kamloops, who it involves? Well, I can tell you, I just got off the phone with Kamloops RCMP, and they said the warnings are still out, nothing has changed. All they can tell us is that they're actually also asking the public not to share any information about specific police activities or locations on social media for everyone's protection. Sophie? All right. Thanks for that. Julia Foy reporting that breaking situation for us tonight. Now to Surrey, where we are learning more tonight about a hit and run that happened on school grounds early yesterday evening, sending two people to hospital. The driver has now turned himself in. Our Jill Bennett joins us now with the latest. Jill, what are police saying about the circumstances of that accident? Sophie, police have talked to that driver. They've also seized surveillance video from L.A. Matheson School, so they have a better idea of the incident itself. But what they don't know is what fueled that altercation that led up to the hit and run. It was a chaotic scene beside the basketball courts at L.A. Matheson School in Surrey. Two 19-year-olds hit by a truck after an altercation. I heard revving and yelling, and I just come running in from the front of my house, just running just to see what's up. And then I just saw kid on the floor and then a couple of friends and someone told me oh he got ran over and then his car just screeling and cop cars and sirens all I heard. 
One of the 19-year-old men has minor injuries. The other is in hospital in more serious condition. Police say there was an altercation between the two groups. They didn't know each other, and it's unclear what they were fighting about. But when the 17-year-old driver of the truck took off, he knew he hit someone. It's unclear if it was deliberate. That's something that investigators are going to have to figure out. Uh, we are talking with the driver who's providing us uh, a version of his events. We'll also have to be talking to any witnesses and the victims themselves to try and figure out exactly what happened. The driver, a 17-year-old student from Enver Creek Secondary, turned himself in a couple hours after the hit and run. Police say he is cooperating. Just before the altercation, there was a soccer game between Enver Creek and L.A. Matheson, but it appears that was not connected to the fight. There's nothing, certainly from the game itself, there was nothing, uh, it was a good game, close game and, and good rivalry, but uh, we're, not, uh, we're not sure what took place in the parking lot to lead to that. As for the driver, it's believed he took off, fearing for his own safety. There is a duty for people to remain at the scene of an accident and render assistance, and when that doesn't happen, it's uh, deemed to be a uh, fail to remain at the scene of an accident. However, there can be extenuating circumstances uh, that would lead investigators to believe that uh, perhaps an offence hadn't occurred. Police also seized the truck that was used in the hit and run. They're now examining it. It didn't belong to the 17-year-old, but rather a friend of the family. Uh, they do have that surveillance video, but they're still asking for any witnesses to come forward as they want to talk to anybody who saw things unfold here on the basketball courts yesterday evening. Sophie? All right, thanks for that. Jill Bennett in Surrey tonight. One of the B.C. victims of that mass shooting in Las Vegas is being re-victimized, this time by online trolls. Global News first spoke with Brayden Matika in the days following the attack. A bullet had grazed his head. As Paul Johnson reports, as if that wasn't enough to deal with, now he's being harassed online, accused of being part of a greater conspiracy. Had a great time in Vegas here, 30th birthday. Brayden Matika had been through the worst experience of his life. Shot through the head in the Las Vegas massacre, he was saved only by luck and the quick actions of strangers. Only days later, he mustered the strength to tell his story publicly. Now, he's been rewarded with this. It's a false flag with crisis actors. In the weeks since the shootings, survivors like Matika have been targets of cruel online critics who've accused them of lying about their injuries and participating in a massive hoax. While totally baseless, the comments have chased victims like Matika off of their social media accounts, and he's even gotten death threats. We reached his brother today in Europe. How they have the audacity to come, come after the victims of this shooting is atrocious, really. I mean, these people have had to contend with surviving a mass shooting and that's bottom line i did that interview with Braden matika in his hospital room in las vegas and i saw firsthand that bullet wound on the back of his head but that fact means nothing to these online critics who apparently have their own alternative set of facts to choose from there's, there's a lot that are like very one of those people is the vancouver online personality kyle mcdonald he confirmed he's the author of this tweet, attacking another B.C. survivor, Sheldon Mack. McDonald told us that if his comments had upset Mack, quote, that's too bad, because crying wolf is worse. So just how has the online world become so vicious and bizarre? 
it's a little difficult to perceive that some people think it's a hoax. Peter Chow White is the director of SFU's Department of Communication. You've got people who are making up facts, thinking that they're doing the job of journalists, but aren't really trained or professional journalists at all. Becoming victims twice over is now a real byproduct of our fragmented media landscape. Paul Johnson, Global News. A B.C. cabinet minister is calling for a Pitt Meadows city councillor convicted of sexual assault to do the right thing and step down. Earlier this week, David Murray was found guilty of the sexual assault of a minor two decades ago. Despite the conviction and calls from city councillors and the community to step down, there's no legal recourse to force Murray to do so. Today, the Minister of Municipal Affairs, Selena Robinson, told Global News, quote, I am disappointed the councillor has not resigned and strongly believe he should listen to his constituents. Unfortunately, the ability of the ministry to take action is limited right now. But in light of the situation, we will be looking at whether new tools are needed. A dramatic scene as police take two men into custody. It ended here at Burn Road and North Fraser Way with the suspect vehicle crashing into a hydro pole and rolling over. Vancouver police receiving information about a serious criminal offense last night. Then just before 10, they located the suspects in Burnaby. The BPD say the officers initiated a high-risk vehicle stop, but the suspects took off. Minutes later, the same vehicle flipped on its roof a short distance away. Two men were taken into custody. There were no reports of injuries. Police are not expanding on the details of the criminal offense. A senior was struck and killed while crossing the street in Surrey this morning. It happened around 7 o'clock in the 7700 block of 120th Street. The elderly woman was hit by a northbound car. The driver stayed at the scene and, along with others, tried to help. But sadly, the senior succumbed to her injuries. B.C. drivers will soon pay the highest insurance rates in Canada. That from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation today. Rates are poised to go up next month on average by $200 a year. Critics call ICBC an outdated monopoly and have a few suggestions on how it should change. John Hua reports. It's a designation that British Columbia drivers have been dreading. It sucks. The top spot people behind the wheel in this province could do without. So our insurance is the highest in Canada now? That's what we're being told, yeah. Oh, man. The Canadian Taxpayers Federation claiming with the next expected rate increase, ICBC's average blended auto insurance is now the most expensive in the country. Marking the occasion in 70s garb from the birth era of the public insurance company. Every other province... Every other driver has an average lower insurance rates than we do here in B.C. And we have no choice. We have to stick with ICBC. The once reigning champ was Ontario at about $1,460 in 2017. But make way for the West Coast contender, coming in at about $1,680. Both numbers confirmed by the Insurance Bureau of Canada that says while Ontario's rates have been stable or dropping, B.C. rates have been rising high. Keeps on going up and they say one thing and bring it up another way. I think if you live here, it's kind of a fact of life if you drive, so you either do it or you don't. She doesn't even insure her car anymore because it's not worth it. We just have one car insured between the two of us. No one from ICBC was available to speak on camera, instead questioning the numbers from both parties. We need to change this corporation and we need choice when it comes to insurance. What isn't up for debate, the view from the top or anywhere near it is making private insurance look pretty good. I think if we had competition, then they wouldn't be able to just keep jacking up prices. The bigger question, if number one creates such a negative response, 
who's been satisfied with being stuck in second place. John Hua, Global News. There's nothing quite like a fire to stay warm and cozy in the winter months, and many people do it the old-fashioned way, with a wood-burning fireplace. Turns out there are about 100,000 of them around Metro Vancouver. But those wood-burning appliances are facing some heat from municipal officials. Why they could soon face strict new rules in just over a minute. Grand Theft Auto, a police pursuit in Cleveland. The chase hitting speeds up to 160 kilometers an hour. And you won't believe who's behind the wheel. That's later. We are here! We will not go away! Actress and activist Rose McGowan making a powerful call to action in her first public appearance since opening up about sexual misconduct allegations against Harvey Weinstein. That's coming up a little bit later on the news hour. But first, with winter approaching, thousands of people across Metro Vancouver are getting their wood-burning fireplaces ready to go. But as Ted Chernecki reports, the region has started looking at new regulations that might make many of them illegal. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Oh, Bob, humbug. Metro Vancouver wants to douse the flames of the festive season and every other day if your fireplace is spewing too many smoke particulates. In fact, they've become the largest source of emissions of that particular pollutant, fine particulate matter, in the region. There are about 100,000 wood-burning devices in Metro Vancouver that they know about. Starting in just two years, the draft rules would prohibit wood-burning in the summer. And by 2025, all fireplaces need to be registered as pollution-compliant, otherwise they will no longer be allowed. It's amazing. We fill this pile twice a week at this time of the year. Clean, hard firewood like this makes up about 40% of their business, which will undoubtedly take a hit with the new rules fire at night is a, is a wonderful thing. It takes you away from your cell phone and gets you to communicate with people on a different level. We are uh, somewhere out there in Metro Vancouver in an RV with a wood stove. Tisk tisk. Yes, people do like their fireplaces. If and when the fireplace police get going, you'll be harder than most to catch. Um, to me, I would prefer regulation over outright banning. Once you get to higher technology appliances, such as certified wood stoves, certified inserts, and pellet stoves, which are all ba- burning wood-based fuels, those produce much cleaner emissions. So if you have one of those old open hearth fireplaces... Oh, the fire is slowly dying. The fire is dying, unless you upgrade to newer, cleaner, pollution-compliant wood stoves and fireplaces. Now, if they could only regulate those wildfires. Tetranaki Global News. Vancouver Police and Vancouver Fire and Rescue releasing a scary video asking adults and children to stay safe on Halloween. It's that time of year again. Halloween is here. We want everyone to have a safe and fun night. Here are some tips to make sure you have the best Halloween ever. Please plan. The video warns ride. about drinking and driving, but it also urges parents to make sure toy weapons don't look too real and tells kids to put reflective tape on their costumes and trick-or-treat in well-lit areas. Video also warns people to be particularly careful with fireworks. Well, we are known as a tech hub, but is Canada slipping when it comes to innovation? Yeah, I think there's room for improvement. Why some experts say we're falling behind and what's being done to reverse the trend. Also ahead, Declaration of Independence, the historic vote in Barcelona and swift reaction from Madrid.
Well, this might come as a surprise to a lot of people, but Canada is losing ground when it comes to innovation and advances in technology. As Aaron MacArthur reports, a major conference coming to Vancouver is aiming to reverse the downward trend. It's almost bulletproof. This industrial camera is self-cleaning without any external moving parts. It's already on the job inside this Canfor mill in Mackenzie. It's an innovation that could radically change heavy industry. Once you install it, you just can't forget about having it, and it always will give you a crystal clear image. While startups like ExcelSense are on the cusp of success, there are people who think Canada is lagging behind when it comes to innovation. Charles Chang, who founded Lyra Growth Partners, thinks it all starts with a mindset. It used to be sports day, give out you know gold, silver, bronze, and now it's just fun day and everyone gets a participation and you're all the same. And I think that breeds uh, sort of complacency and averageness. A conference next week in Vancouver is focusing on ways to close Canada's innovation gap. Former Governor General David Johnston has become a key voice to grow the country's culture. My greatest concern about Canada is our complacency that because life is good, uh, you may have a tendency to say it just goes on. But uh, one, we live in a competitive world. There are people bullish on Canada's culture of innovation. Vancouver particularly has filled a niche. Sustainable development in biotech or in community-based finance will fit the modern economy far better than what's happening in, say, Silicon Valley. We are a more socially oriented society, and the way that the world is evolving, Canada will be in a better position than the old model of Silicon Valley, which is predominantly designed around just for profit. It kind of opened my eyes. Chang has put his money where his mouth is when it comes to growing future entrepreneurs, partnering with a company offering lesson plans for students as young as 11. To want to be a cowboy, ballerina, or policeman or fireman, hey, you know what, maybe I could be entrepreneurial. At Canadian universities, the next generation of entrepreneurs creating technology that will make a difference. The question is, how do we see the future unfold? Aaron MacArthur. Global News. Students at a Richmond school spent today giving back for a great cause. The Richmond Jewish Day School hosted a flower sale this afternoon to benefit Variety, the children's charity. Each bouquet sold for $10, going toward the students' goal of $1,047. That's enough to get their name on the side of the Sunshine Coach. It's always great to, to have students involved in, in something with a good good purpose. And so students, of course, are very much excited about doing something like this. But we love helping. We love donating to anyone with disabilities who's in need, no matter for what reason. Thank you very much to those kids. And it's perfect timing as next Monday kicks off our second annual Variety Week here on Global. Perhaps you saw these familiar faces in TV Week with a preview of some of the amazing kids Variety helps thanks to your donations. Last year, your donations helped 266 children with special needs across the province. And you'll meet some of them next week. We will have stories about Variety on all of our newscasts. Standing up to sexual harassment. We are pure. We are strong. We are brave. And we will fight. Rose McGowan takes her fight from social media to the stage. And urban diabetes, the prognosis for Vancouver and what the city is trying to do about it.
An outburst of joy in Barcelona after lawmakers in the Catalonia region voted to declare independence from Spain. But the celebration was short-lived. The Spanish government immediately announced it was firing Catalonia's regional government and dissolving its parliament. Both the Spanish government and the country's constitutional court have ruled that Catalonia's secession bid is illegal. For the first time since she became a key figure in the Harvey Weinstein sex assault scandal, Rose McGowan spoke out about harassment in the entertainment industry. The actor, who reportedly received a six-figure settlement from Weinstein in 1997, issued a call to clean house in male-dominated Hollywood. My name is Rose McGowan, and I am brave, and I am you. Rose McGowan giving voice to the fight she's waged on social media since the Harvey Weinstein scandal broke. The actress says she was raped. The triggering has been insane. The monster's face everywhere, my nightmare. She never mentioned Weinstein by name at the women's convention in Detroit. McGowan reached a $100,000 settlement with the once powerful movie producer, according to the New York Times. Weinstein denies any non-consensual sex. The scarlet letter is theirs. It is not ours. We are pure. We are strong, we are brave, and we will fight. Today, Congresswoman Jackie Speer saying Me Too when she was a Capitol Hill aide. The chief of staff held my face, kissed me, and stuck his tongue in my mouth. Now several powerful men across many industries have resigned, been fired, or suspended following allegations of sexual harassment. Celebrity chef John Besh leaving his restaurant group. NBC News political analyst Mark Halperin off the air accused of lewd conduct while at ABC News. Some of the numbers are staggering. Weinstein's accusers top 65 and more than 300 women accused James Toback of harassment, which he denies. And tonight, more questions about the public behavior of former President George H.W. Bush. A fourth woman says he grabbed her behind during a 2006 photo shoot. As more women tell their stories, advocates in Detroit hope for real change. I'm thinking that finally that women will not be afraid to let someone know what's happening to them. New Zealand scientists have released some fascinating underwater footage as part of their research. The video shows a determined great white shark trying to get at some tuna inside a canister attached to remote surveying equipment. The scientists are studying sharks as part of a worldwide program called FIN. The shark tries repeatedly to get at the bait, even picking up and dropping the camera, but finally moves on when it realizes there's no food to be had here. In Health Matters tonight, the epidemic of type 2 diabetes around the world is well known. But what you might not know is that the crisis is much worse in big cities. As Linda Aylesworth reports, the city of Vancouver has joined a number of other cities to try to reverse that damaging trend. It's no secret that type 2 diabetes is on the rise. People have been talking about the diabetes tsunami for a long time. We've actually got it now. The tsunami has already hit. The problem is particularly evident in cities, where two-thirds of diabetics live. One reason, sheer numbers. More people are moving and living in cities, and certainly in Canada, we are one of the most urbanized nations on the planet. About 80% of us live in cities. 
Other reasons? People who live in cities tend to get less exercise or are socioeconomically less privileged. Less money, less education can lead to poor diets and obesity, which increases the risk of developing the type 2 form of the disease. As we get older, our bodies run out of insulin. As we get more obese, it takes more insulin to do the same amount of work. So a leaner person gets by with less insulin. 7% of Vancouverites have diabetes. In a few years, that number is expected to climb to 10%. That might not seem like a lot, but the issue is, is that if 7% are diagnosed, we know that there's another 7% that haven't been diagnosed. Solving the multifaceted problem is the goal of Cities Changing Diabetes, an organization made up of cities around the world, including Vancouver, which is meeting in Houston, Texas this week. So we have a, a really diverse global group that has come together to share information, research and ideas on this really, really important issue. The notion that it takes a village to raise a child can be um, applied to, to diabetes. It, it, takes, it takes a town to give people the, the necessary coping skills to tackle a chronic illness like diabetes. Linda Aylesworth, Global News. Coming up, a car chase you wouldn't expect. Cleveland, he's off-road driving down the ditch. We're not going the dramatic pursuit and the surprising suspect police pulled out of the car when it was all over. No. Okay. Plus, Canadian designer and TV personality Sarah Richardson is in town. We'll talk to her live after the break. A police chase with a twist in Ohio. After the forecast, the pursuit of a driver who can barely see over the steering wheel. All right, let's head down to uh, the Vancouver Fall Home Show, which is underway this weekend. Meteorologist Christy Gordon is there. Hi, Christy. Hi, Sophie. Yes, they're expecting over 40,000 people throughout the weekend here. Very popular event, and there's everything from uh, appliances to home decor, as you can see here, to DIY workshops. So lots going on here, and we'll be speaking with Sarah Richardson in just a few seconds. But we need to talk a little bit about the weather. We saw record-breaking temperatures today. It was spectacular. So uh, Squamish heated up to 20.7 degrees, breaking a record from 1982. Agassiz, 19.2. Pitt Meadows, 19.3 and Pemberton 15. So incredible warmth. And we'll see that warmth again tomorrow. It won't be quite as warm, but still a beauty of a day. And it's all thanks to this big upper level ridge diverting those systems to the north. But it, of course, traps in the moisture. So we're still on fog watch. Today we were lucky, but we won't be lucky as we head into the weekend. Your Saturday, a bit of fog, especially near the water, low lying areas. And we will see even more on Sunday. And it may linger a little bit longer. There's your forecast for northern regions. You'll see some cloud cover push into areas like Prince George and Quinell uh, tomorrow. Just a bit of a front shifting down into those areas. Slight chance of showers. Also a chance of showers into areas like Valmont. But generally across the south, uh, pleasant conditions. And you will see a little bit of fog in through the morning. But otherwise, uh, sunshine in the afternoon. And that's the same case across the south coast. So you can see Nanaimo at 18 degrees, for example. And areas like uh, Fraser Valley up to 17 degrees. But Sunday, expect to be cool and cloudy with that fog in the morning. But we break out of it in the afternoon. And 
Monday, Tuesday, Halloween Tuesday, by the way, looking pretty nice. We do have a chance of showers on Wednesday. I want to let you know that you need to use this weekend all of that nice weather because Wednesday and from there on in, it's going to get cold and it's almost going to feel like early winter. Happy birthday to Mary Boer. She turned 100. Louise Drewy, 102. And Gertrude Eckhurst turned 101. And I'd like to introduce you now to Sarah Richardson. Thanks so much for being here, Sarah. HGTV. Um, of course, you've got your big show, uh, Sarah Off the Grid, which I'm so interested in. You're here at the home show, though, to tell everyone a little bit about the lessons you've learned. Is it from the show or just in general some of the lessons you've learned? Well, I've learned lots of lessons from the show, but, you know, every every year is an exciting new developmental process for me. And I'm here this weekend to talk about tips and insights and give people some, whether it's renovating or decorating, to give them hopefully the push and the encouragement they need to tackle their project. And we're also going to be touching a bit on trends, what's looking new and hot for 2018. And is there one sort of big recommendation you would say to someone if they were doing a reno or, um, you know, a build? I would say plan, 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 and uh, and just make sure that you know what you're getting into and make sure... Financially, too. Financially, <laughs> and just understand what you're tackling and what is your aptitude for how much you want to do. I mean, are you a DIYer? Mm-hmm. Are you a doer or are you a donter? And so I think you need to you need to balance that and only take on as much as you feel comfortable with. There's nothing that says you need to build a house from the ground up and there's nothing that says you have to renovate. You just have to do what makes you happy. Just know what you are capable of. All right, so thank you so much, Sarah. Sarah's actually going to be speaking tonight at 7, but again tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock from down here, and there's a bunch of other great speakers. It's on all weekend long on Saturday, even till 9 p.m. Thanks so much, Sarah. Thank you. Okay, so back to you. Ohio State Troopers were taken on an incredible ride during a high-speed chase that was one for the books. Lock him in. Dashcam video captured the pursuit of a 10-year-old boy, 10, who'd made off with his mom's car. Reaching speeds of up to 160 kilometers an hour, the child eventually drove into a ditch. He crashed into a sign and troopers quickly boxed him in with their cruisers. Break the window, break the window. Roll it down! Roll it down! Troopers say the boy kicked and spit on them while he was being taken into custody. It turns out this wasn't his first run-in with the law. He took his mom's car for a joyride earlier this month, but he didn't get far that time because of flat tires. You know, just play Need for Speed at home. Is that a good one? Do you play that one? Yeah, that's a good one. You can get that all out of your system. No matter what age you are. Yeah, and you don't have to deal with flat tires. Don't have to deal with exactly. flat tires or the police or anything. Exactly. Yeah. Good idea. That's all right. My parenting tip and child tip for the day. Um, so, ooh, the Canucks. Canucks. I, I know. know. Who thought? Um, not only are the Canucks better than expected, so is Derek Dorsett. I'm re-energized. I think I'm, you know, obviously healthy and. He got another goal last night. That's six of them for a guy who had to undergo serious surgery just to keep playing. And when Squire's done sports, no. a spooky that debris with the Halloween touch to it. As the Vancouver Canucks coach, the Canucks surprised everyone and made the playoffs. The start of Travis Green's first year 
looks like there is another revival going on with a new head coach. But this one is different so far. Instead of older players leading the way as they did with uh, Willie in his first year, it's the younger ones leading the way under Travis Green. And that's the best part about this. No longer are the Sedins the tip of the spear for the Vancouver Canucks offense. Now it's the likes of Horvat and Besser and Sven Berchi. We saw it again last night in that 6-2 win over Washington. And we also saw the power play get rolling with the young guys. Berchi getting in, Horvat getting in. Horvat and Berchi each have two power play goals so far this year. And uh, Brock Besser has seven assists. Four of them are on the power play. One of the reasons is people can't handle his shot. Goalies can't stop it. Puck bounces around. There are plenty of rebounds to deal with. I actually like Pouliot, too. He's played well in the power play for the Canucks so far since he's joined them. Uh, now, if the Vancouver Canucks can rebuild themselves the way Derek Dorsett has, Dorsett make that, they would be in great shape because last season Dorsett was not in great shape. He only played 14 games, needed cervical disc surgery in his neck just to play this season. It was serious stuff, and a lot of people actually wondered if he even could come back and play this year. And some wondered, should he come back and play this year? Well, as we all know, he came back, and he seems to be better than ever. Derek Dorsett, weak shot, went off his skate. During that surgery, doctors must have implanted some sort of goal-scoring device because Derek Dorsett leads the team with six. I think I'm re-energized. I think I'm, you know, obviously healthy and, uh, you know, I feel good. I'm playing with some good players and um, getting opportunities, getting lots of ice time, and I think uh, the biggest thing is my health. You know, going into the season, we didn't know, you know, really didn't know what to expect. Uh, everyone hoped for the best and hoped that he was going to be able to just play. Right now, Dorsett is on pace to score 50 goals this season, which is the exact number he has scored in his entire NHL career so far. Now, nobody expects him to keep scoring at this pace, but that's okay. Goals from Dorsett are really just a bonus for what he brings to this team. As a young guy, as an older guy, to see a guy like that you know, come back from injury and you know, people saying he wasn't going to play and... And for him to, you know, come back and, you know, be that kind of a presence in the room and even obviously on the ice, um, you know, it's been a, a huge pleasure to, to watch. And, and uh, you know, obviously he's, he's been playing some of the best hockey I think he's played. Well, when I first, first got my injury, I was, uh, you know, down a bit. But, you know, as, as the training went on and I got hungrier and hungrier and, you know, just happy to be back and contributing. And I'm not going to change the way that I've played uh, and always play hard and, you know, it's been a lot of fun so far. He's the same player he's, he's always been. He's just getting a chance to, uh, to play some more minutes and, and uh, contribute a little more offensively, and he's found ways to put the puck in the net, but I don't think he's really changed a whole lot. He's just uh, he's hungry and he's ready to go. So should we start thinking of a goal scorer's nickname for Derek Dorsett? I, I don't think so. You know, I think that'll be someone else. Oh, we haven't had a chance to do that in a while, the Brandon Sutter bit. You ready? Let's do it. Brandon Sutter. Brandon Sutter. Sutter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Vancouver inside. It's a, yeah, yeah. Inside. Uh, he missed the first two games of the season, but Brock Besser is the uh, Canucks leading point getter right now after his three assists last night. However, 
He did put a scare into Canucks Nation this morning by not being able to practice because he was a bit sore from last night's game. The coach has the update. Just precautionary. Blocked a shot yesterday and good day to test it out and just felt like it wasn't worth pushing through it. All right, just a little bit of a rest. Let them heal up. The uh, Whitecaps are expanding their uh, seating for Sunday's playoff game against Seattle. Normally the Caps have 22,120 seats available for fans. When Seattle comes to town for game one of the playoff series, 5.30 this Sunday, there will be 27,837 seats for sale. Tiger Woods pled guilty to reckless driving today. This is uh, from that arrest in May when he was found passed out in his car with prescription drugs in his system. He won't get any jail time for this. He's on a one-year probation. But the judge warned him that if he gets into such trouble again, he could face 90 days behind bars. All right, to Houston, Dodgers-Astros game three series tied at one. Yuli Gurriel. 2-1 to Gurriel. Line drive home run. One nothing, and the Astros add Marvin Gonzalez. This one looks like it might be catchable. Just keeps carrying till it goes off the wall. Josh Reddick comes all the way around and scores. Last time we checked, 4-1 for Houston in the third. There you go. All right, Squire, thank you. And Drew and now with a look ahead to Global News at 11. And Thanks, Sophie. And some breaking news tonight out of Abbotsford. We are hearing reports there's been a shooting on Township Line Road and Bradner Road and that a victim has been taken to hospital. Police have not confirmed those details, but they are asking the public to avoid the area. And we continue, of course, to monitor that high-risk police operation in Kamloops. As we've been reporting, police have locked down the area around the GNM Trailer Park in North Kamloops, searching for a suspect who is believed to be armed. We'll have those stories some more when you join us tonight at 11 o'clock. Sophie? All right, thanks, Anne. Up next, satellite debris, the Halloween-ish edition. Stay with us. Coming up on ET Canada, Stranger Things is here, and we've got your new preview inside out and upside down. Plus, we break down Taylor Swift's new video and what it all means for the fans, and meet the new queen of the crown. Who's taking over for Claire Foy? That's coming up at 7, right after the news hour. Back to you, Sophie. Thank you, Carlos. All right, Friday, Satellite Debris. Halloween is just a few days away. Yes, and we'll get to a good Halloween one at the end of Satellite okay. Debris here. But first, uh, yeah, we all, I'll tell you what's scary is when you have your phone and the charge is going down, down, and oh, down. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. And you're nowhere near a power source. Which is the whole idea of our first commercial from Samsung. <laughs> He's going to need two units of PRBCs. Stop breathing. Come on, stay with us.
What did that commercial just remind you of? Uh, my iPad is waiting for me at home, and I need to use it tonight, and See? it's dead. It's dead. I you forgot plug to plug it in. it in. All right. Now you know. See, I helped you there. A couple of commercials um, from the U.K. Here we go. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Say you don't know me. I recognize my face. Say you don't care close to that kind of place. McVitie's Digestives, the crumbly cuddle of McVitie's. Sweet. I'm not sure how I feel about that one. All right. Okay, so uh, The Magic of Rahat is a uh, YouTube channel, and um, Rahat Hossein, I think his name is, American uh, magician, has a lot of crazy stunts. This is one of my favorites. We've shown it before, but it's Halloween, so I thought let's bring it back. The drive-through trick. Here we go. This prank, what I did was I built this car seat costume. So this is how the costume looks while I'm wearing it, and um, let's see how people react when a car with no driver rolls up to their drive-thru window. Yo! Hello! What the heck is going on? Oh snap, what just happened? 